Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello, I'm Jim Richards. Welcome to this week's Cyber Church Ministry from Impact Ministries. We're going to be talking about something that just excites me so very much. We're going to be talking about who I need to be to live my dreams. You're going to learn that most of the times that you've set goals or made decisions and they failed, you're going to really learn that it's not about you not knowing enough. It's probably not about you not being able to learn. You're going to learn why you very often set goals and then you're not able to bring them to pass. But not only are you going to learn why, it doesn't matter why, what matters is what can you do about it. And I'm going to show you some incredibly simple things that you can do about it so that every time you set a goal, whether now or sometimes in the future, every time you choose life in an area, you're going to be able to follow it through all the way to the end. And don't forget, these are always available on impactministries.com. And I'll be back in a few minutes with a great message for you. This is usually the part where I give you the opportunity to download a free message. But this month, I am going to let you download an entire complete free series, one of my very best series on goal setting. It's called Power Tools for Goal Setting. I'll tell you, this is the stuff I teach people in workshops and charge a lot of money for it in businesses so people can learn how to live their dreams. The special offer that I'm going to have for you this month, Choose Life, is a great series, and you're going to need this information, but this series on goal setting Really, you just need it. You just need to have it along with this information. So I don't want you spending that much money. I just want to give it to you. And the only way you can get this is to download my free mobile app and to say yes to the push notifications. Or if you already have my mobile app, go in and check yes to the push notifications so that we can be sure and get this to you. This is going to help you live your dreams. You know, today we're going to be talking about making this incredible transition about how you even think about making decisions, about how you even think about your goal setting. You know, usually everything we do about goal setting or making decisions is all left brain. Well, God gave us a left brain and a right brain for a reason. And I got news for you. If you do not bring the left brain, the practical side, and the emotional visionaries out of the right brain, if you do not bring them into harmony, then it is very unlikely that you will really fulfill that goal or you'll follow through on that decision. This disharmony between the left and the right brain, between the practical, detailed side of the brain and the visionary, dreaming, emotional side of the brain, they have to work together. And God gave us a left and a right brain, so we could use them in the most powerful and most effective way. But, you know, we pretty much ignore this. We have become an intellectual society who has no concept of the heart, even though there's incredible scientific information out there today about the heart and the role it plays in our beliefs and our decision-making and in seeing things through to the end, our self-worth, our identity, all those kinds of things. And 
basically we've reached a place where the dreamer is looked upon as a fool and all education is about today is just learning how to crunch facts and we get the idea that if I just get enough facts I can go out and succeed. Well let me tell you something right now people are graduating from college all over America they're not even getting jobs in the field that they want to work in and a lot of that is caused by this destruction that's happening in our economy on the part of our government leaders because of national debt and taxes and all those kinds of things but part of that is because we don't know how to get into our heart by combining our left and our right brain see our tendency is is when we set a goal we tend to say what do I need to learn to do this? What skill set do I need to have? And you know what? That's all valid. You're going to need to know the right skills. But the truth is, if you start trying to select the skills that you need to succeed at something you've never done, you'll probably learn a lot of things you don't need to learn. You'll waste your time. You'll waste your money uh, learning things that are really insignificant to what you want to do. You see, you always want to start the pursuit of every dream, the fulfillment of every dream. See, you make a decision, but you have to start the pursuit of that dream by first defining and clarifying the end goal. You know, that's why I call this message, what do I look like or what I look like in my dreams? You see, it's just as important to know what you would look like who you would look like. In fact, who you would need to be in order to live your life dreams. Now, so many times we pursue a dream, like I say, and we make some kind of decision. You know, we choose careers based on what our parents and other people try to influence us to choose. We pursue things or we set goals that are sometimes totally inconsistent. They are not congruent with how we see ourselves. And so we set goals around the idea of performance totally independent of any concept of identity. See, one of the most important questions that I need to ask myself is, once I've said this is the kind of life I want to have, and remember, this is in this series about choosing life, about the supernatural power of making decisions. And God tells us we have to choose if we want life or death. Now, to some degree, when we don't choose life, we have chosen death, not so much because we want death and destruction, but because when we don't choose life, then our heart can't carry us on this journey that the Spirit of God will empower us and teach us, and that even the way God created us in the natural would empower us and teach us just by making some decisions. But instead, we go the way of the world. And the way of the world is that all things ultimately tend toward chaos. See, the question that I've got to ask is, who do I need to be to live the quality of life I've chosen? You know, for years, I did a lot of ministry to singles, and actually still do. And uh, as a matter of fact, I've got a, a really old teaching series called How to Play the Dating Game and When, where I talk about what it takes when you're dating. If you want to end up with the person that's most compatible for you, what does it take? How do you identify that person? And, you know, one of the things I always told people was this. If it's a woman looking for Mr. Right, the real question she needs to be asking herself is, am I Mrs. Right? 
am I the kind of person that the man that I'm looking for would want to spend his life with? And likewise, you know, the man's got to say, am I the kind of man that can attract and live with, have a relationship with the kind of woman that I want to get? See, so many times, I'm just using dating as an example, but you can apply this to your profession. You can apply this in your life. So many times we define all of these things, I mean, all these characteristics that we want and hope for in the world outside of us. In other words, this is how much I want to make. This is the kind of job I want to get. These are the benefits I get. This is the field that I want to work in. Independent of deciding if I am the person that can do that. Not just in the sense of skills, but am I that person? And it's easier to understand this when you use dating as your model to look at because there's no place that this really shouts out more loudly than in the area of dating and relationships. You know, I make this list of this wonderful person that I want to spend my life with. Now remember, prayer, the Hebrew word for prayer is a compound word which basically means to assess and reconcile. So in prayer, we're always assessing, we're assessing our life. In other words, we should always be honestly observing to see if we are living the quality of life. Not just doing right or wrong. I'm talking about living the quality of life that the Bible says that we can have. And if I'm not, then I've got to choose that life and then I've got to reconcile. In other words, now I've got to reconcile the life that I'm living with the quality of life that I should be living or could be living. And in that reconciliation, that means I've got to reconcile all of the individual issues in my life that would prevent me from being there. It may be unbelief. It may be fear or whatever. The promise is mine. God's not withholding it from me, but I've got to reconcile who I am with the person that it takes to live this quality of life. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Many people have found and lost Mr. or Mrs. Wright. Many people have found and lost the ideal job, the ideal opportunity. Many people have had the opportunity come to them that they have prayed their whole life for only to realize when it came to them, they were not the person that could actually live in that life. They were not, their character was not compatible with that life. The way they talked to people was not compatible with that life. Their morals and values and ethics were not compatible with that life. Their emotional traits were not compatible with that life. Now, this is not about getting down on yourself. This is about saying, I can choose who I want to be because I am in Jesus. And in Jesus, I can be anyone that I want to be. So more than anything else, though, we've got to decide, is my self-worth consistent with this life that I want to live? And that's where it starts getting down into, can I see myself in this life? Listen, don't go away. Come back. I'm going to share some practical application with you. And man, you're going to get the answers you need. Our offer for this month is the supernatural power of making decisions. And it is an incredible, incredible offer that's going to help you make a journey into a whole new quality of life. But I want to give you for free a 
power tool for goal setting package that's going to help you. It's going to work with this series that we have. And the way you get that for free is to download my mobile app and turn on the push notifications. Or if you already have my mobile app, turn on the push notifications and we're going to send this out to you. It's going to change your world. All right, welcome back. Now listen, the question that I want you to ask yourself is, am I the person that can live the life that I desire? Can I see myself in that dream? Now, usually we can see ourselves maybe function. We have the idea of, oh, okay, I think I'm smart enough to do this. Okay, I think I have the skills to do this. But you know what? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about can I live in this dream and really enjoy it and be comfortable and not be stressed out? You see, when your dreams and goals exceed your sense of self-worth, then once you bypass that sense of self-worth, in other words, when you live a better life than you believe you are worthy of living, then the truth is you will, in some shape, form, or fashion, sabotage that life even if you have all of the skills that you need to succeed. Even if you're the perfect person, you have the perfect set of skills, ideals, and professional background, you'll still sabotage it. You'll have conflict with people. You'll find yourself irritated. You'll blow it up. You'll get yourself fired. You'll get in a fight with the boss. Some way you will sabotage any level of life. You will either sabotage it or you will find a way to bring it back down small enough to fit your sense of self-worth. You see, who I am, my sense of who I am, which includes my self-worth, what I feel like I'm worthy of having, my sense of who I am must precede my sense of what I can do or what I want to accomplish. If it doesn't, then I will always sabotage all of my successes. You know what? In coaching people for a successful life, the number one issue that I have had to deal with, you know, I live in a city where there's more PhDs per capita than any city in the United States. And man, I deal with a lot of high-tech, high-qualified people over these last 40 years. I can't even tell you how many incredibly educated, how many incredibly skilled people that I've dealt with that the real truth is they can't sustain relationships. They can't sustain a good financial life. They can't even keep a job for very long. And the number one issue is self-worth. Once they get locked into a situation where just because the pay grade, just because the cost of living raises come regularly, their income goes up and goes up and goes up. You know, maybe they earn it, maybe they don't earn it, but it just keeps going. At some point, when that quality of life exceeds their self-worth, they will blow things up. And I have seen it so many times. So you see, maybe you haven't failed in the past for the reason that you think you failed. See, you probably think that you have failed at most of your goals because you weren't smart enough, because you didn't have good enough education, because people there didn't like you, because somebody was out to get you. You know, who knows your reasons? And the sad thing is those are judgments that you pass against yourself. And passing judgments against yourself is just like passing judgments against anybody. It's wrong. It's sin. 
And when you pass a judgment against yourself, you begin to feel and experience life as if that judgment was true. So if you start your self-talk, you start saying, you know, I'm just not smart enough to do this. I just don't have a good enough education. Then every time you get in a situation where you could succeed and live your goals and dreams, those feelings and emotions are going to come up and the way you're going to manage yourself in, in the moment is going to probably cost you your dreams. You see, you didn't fail because you didn't have the skills, or you might have. But most people fail because they can't see themselves. Their sense of self-worth is too small to live in their dream. Identity has to precede performance. Now, here's the amazing thing. Once you can really see who you are, once you can see yourself in the dream, and once your self-worth is congruent with you living in that dream, you will find and pursue the right skills even when you don't know they're the right skills. Man, I'm telling you, I can't tell you the times that I just felt like studying something. And, uh, you know, I would study it and maybe go take classes about it, and I have no idea why I wanted to study it. And the next big opportunity that would come into my life, I would need the skills that I just learned in whatever classes I'd gone to or whatever books I'd read or whatever. You know what? That just happens when your self-worth is big enough to go for your dreams. Your path gets laid out before you in ways that you don't even recognize is happening. Now, we talked about last week the fact that your life matrix is your self-worth. So if self-worth is your life matrix, then the real question is not, do you believe you can do this? The real question is, can I see myself doing it? Am I comfortable seeing myself do this? Maybe the question might be, how will I feel when I'm really, really doing this? You know, there's a lot of people who have gotten jobs and reached goals, and they're like, I, I like the way uh, Stephen Covey says it in his book, Seven Habits of Highly People. He said a lot of people, life is like trying to climb up to the top of a tall building. And he said, so man, they get their ladder out and they put their ladder up against that building. They spend their whole life climbing that ladder only to discover when they get to the top of the building that they had their ladder against the wrong building because they weren't really walking in and pursuing something that was congruent with their sense of self-worth. You know what? My sense of self guides me. There's a million things I wouldn't be good at, but I don't worry about it because I pursue those things that when I see myself in them, I take a preview. Now, this is an interesting thing. I tell people this all the time. You need to preview yourself in that situation. You need to preview what you would look like, what you would be spending your time doing. And many people discover, you know what? I would not enjoy this. Even if I'm a success at it, I would not enjoy this. You know, you get a people person and they make a decision to pursue some job because their parents expected it of them or somebody impressed them or somebody put pressure on them. But anyhow, somebody else made the decision and they get themselves a high-paying job in a cubicle all day long. That person's going to have a nervous breakdown. Why? Because that job is not suitable for who they are, what their behavior patterns, what they really enjoy in life. And I am totally convinced that if I establish my self-worth so that I can trust my decisions, I'm not making my decisions out of lack or out of fear, but I'm making my decisions out of my sense of who I am in Jesus. If I do that, what I have found is I'll always select the situations that really fit me very well. 
you know, it, this is one of these places where you sit down and, man, you write as many pages as you can about what you would look like living this dream, about what you would be doing. Even, you know, you might write down some of the things about, you know, how I think I would feel. You know, write down the task you think you would have to be doing to live that dream or to live with that person. And how would I feel about myself doing these tasks? How would I enjoy my day? Uh, will this create pressure? Will this create uh, stress? Or will it create peace and relief and enjoyment? You might even write about how you think it will affect your family. You know, you get a high-paying job working 60 hours a week. Think about how that might affect your family because it very well could end in divorce. And low self-worth will cause you to get a job that will destroy everything that you value in your life because you're thinking that making that money, you're thinking that particular job will make you feel right about yourself. Well, it sort of does, but it just destroys everything else. It just falsely verifies that you're not worthy of a family. You're not worthy of happiness in other areas, which is never true. So you write about, how would this affect my social life? You know, so many times I've had couples come to me and they say, you know, Brother Jim, we were thinking about buying a house, you know, over in so-and-so. And you know, it'd be a 45-minute drive or an hour drive or maybe a two-hour drive from where they go to church or where they work. And I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with them and said, okay, now let's look at this. And, you know, let's look at your budget and let's see what it's going to cost you to drive an extra, you know, hour and a half a day. You know, right now you're driving, you know, 30 minutes to working back, but now you're going to be driving two hours to working back. So let's see how much extra gas it's going to cost you. Let's kind of look at, at the fact you're going to be buying tires, you're going to have wear and tear on your car, you're going to trade your car more often, kind of work out the budget side of it. And now let's start talking about your social life. Where do your friends live? Oh, all your friends live way over on the other side of town there. So now you're two and a half hours away from all of your friends. And you start going through all this and you say, now in light of this information, let's sit down here and let's imagine you driving this extra hour and a half. Let's imagine you driving an hour to work and getting home an hour later. Let's imagine what that would, how that would affect you with your kids. You see, we don't see ourselves, we don't project ourselves into these situations to see how they would really affect us or how they would affect some of our deepest values. And too many times we make decisions that not only violate our sense of self-worth, but they also violate all of our other values. You see, this is why it's absolutely essential. We're creating the likeness and the image of God. We have to know, see, perceive the end from the beginning. Isaiah 46.10, the King James, talks about God declaring the end from the beginning. That word declare means to know and to make known and to understand and to reveal and to construct. In other words, I have to see myself and perceive myself as the person who can live this dream. And some of the greatest effort that I've got to put into my life is developing my sense of identity in Jesus, connecting to Him. You know, you got a left brain and your right brain. Your right brain's all about emotion. Your left brain's all about fact. You see, your left brain has to have, what is it that qualifies you? What is it that makes you worthy to live this? Well, this is where you got to renew your mind about who you are in Jesus. You know, you don't see or experience yourself as anything or anyone outside of Jesus. And then the right side of your mind imagines and experiences how you would feel and how you would enjoy it. All that comes together to influence your heart. Listen, I want to share some really practical things, so don't run away. Come back for my mentoring moment. Don't forget, I've got a free offer for you this month, Power Tools for Goal Setting. I'm telling you, it's one of the best teaching series I've ever done on goal setting. 
But the way you get this is to download my mobile app and say yes to the push notifications. That's the only way you can get it because it's gonna come to you through a push notification. Also, if you already have my mobile app, be sure and go back and make sure you have turned on the push notifications. I got a lot of things I'm gonna be sending you to help you fulfill your goals, but you gotta have the app to get it. This year, we're advancing our Operation 1 billion. In other words, we are really stepping it up so that we can reach 1 billion people for the Lord Jesus with the gospel of the kingdom. Now, Jesus said that before he can return, the gospel of the kingdom has to be preached to the ends of the earth. Not just the gospel of conversion, not just talking about Jesus, not just talking about getting saved, but the gospel of the kingdom. That's where Jesus is Lord. That's where we enter into this realm called the kingdom of God. That's where we usher in the return of the Lord Jesus to establish his kingdom here on earth. I am so excited about what we're going to do this year. Listen, if you've got my mobile app, you're going to be getting testimonies that will tell you about what's happening around the world as we're training people in Operation 1 Billion. Or if you sign up for our blog or sign up for all of our notifications online, you can get this. I want to keep you informed. I want you to see what's happened. I want you praying for and giving for the very best things in the world to happen for us. You know, the book of Proverbs, first chapter, says something incredible. It says that the prosperity of fools is their destruction. One translation says, you know, the comfort of fools. In other words, if a foolish person, and that is a person who will not be instructed by God's Word. In other words, they have to learn by circumstances. It says if they prosper, if they get to where life is easy, it will destroy them. Well, the fool is the person that doesn't become who they need to be as a person to live in prosperity, to live in success, to live in happiness. They just rush there and try to live there, but they don't have the character. They don't have the dignity and the worth to sustain it. You know, there's a thing called kinesiology, applied kinesiology. Some of you have heard of it as muscle testing. And in muscle testing, you can just simply raise your arm like this, and you can have another person come and, and just say, I'm going to press down on your arm, and you can make a statement. Uh, you might say, you know, I might say, my name is Jim. And if it's a true statement, because of my, everything in my body reacts to me telling the truth or not telling the truth. And if I make a true statement, a person can press down and actually my arm will kind of be strong. But I might say, no, my name is Bob. Well, my arm will get weak. And this is very similar to the Urim and Thummim testing of the Old Testament. You know, you can make some statements and have somebody test you with applied kinesiology or what some people call muscle testing. And you can just make some statements like this. I am worthy of success. Have somebody test you. Do you go strong? Do you go weak? I need failure. Do you go strong? Do you go weak? I am open to receiving financial abundance. Do you go strong? Do you go weak? I'm comfortable receiving help, input, and support. Do you go strong or do you go weak? I must work hard to achieve success. And most people think they should get a yes on that. No, if you think you got to work hard to, uh, to achieve success, you got a wrong belief. Or I like who I am. And you might discover that you have some deep core beliefs that conflict your dreams. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. 
Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.